Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. ESNY. July 30th. We're taping a little bit after three. Uh, both Chip and I are pumped to watch some games tonight for the first time in crazy long. Um, with that said, Chip, what's going on? I know we spoke last night, but, but how's your day today? Good, man. Excited to watch some games and excited to do this episode because I know we've been meaning to do gambling episode for a long time. We're not exactly gambling experts or anything, but we've been wanting to talk about this for a while, so I'm excited to get this one off the ground here. Oh, yeah. Uh, when we when we started talking about this, that was one of the things that I was really looking forward to most. Um, like, I, I remember back in college, I don't know if you remember this website. I, I forget the full name, but it was like Penny Bets or something like that. Um, I and I, I forget I what it was, but I used to bet on sports with that all the time and like um there was a period after college where I, I was really like locked into the odds and stuff like that and I was keeping you know close eye on things like that and I had like a joint I think sports book account with one of my friends um so I used to love all that stuff not into it so much these days but in prep for this pod I was really excited to kind of get on DraftKings and look at the over-unders for win totals championship odds um yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped to get into this one. Uh, tonight, uh, we have, uh, Chip, what is it? The first game is the is the Pelicans and Jazz, and then the yeah. Lakers and Clippers? Yeah, Lakers, Clippers, Pelicans, Jazz first. And as we're filming this at 3, recording this at 3 o'clock, we still don't know if Zion's playing, so. Right, uh, which yeah. will obviously, um, you know, affect those odds for that first game. Yeah. And then, you know, probably change even our over-under totals for, for some of those teams as well. Yeah. Um, but I figured, let's start off with the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, the, the lesser of the two, the, the lesser exciting conference. But there are some interesting over-unders here that I'm interested to get your opinion on. I'm going to start us off here uh, with the M- Milwaukee Bucks, um, probably one of the most well-oiled machines in the um, the set of bubble teams ready to go uh, before uh, the restart uh, gets going here. Uh, DraftKings has them at about six and a half. Uh, I'm taking the under here. Uh, despite the fact that uh, the Bucks are an amazing team, I actually have them losing the first game, and I think it's against the Celtics. Uh, they're not going to have Eric Bledsoe for that game. 
Um, and I think that's going to be a big, big miss for them. Um, I just think anything over six and a half for, for any of these teams is going to be a lot to ask given the amount of time and layoffs. So I, uh, I, I took the under there. Chip, what'd you feel about the Bucks? I took the over. Actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we disagree already. Already, I think they could rip off seven wins pretty easily. Actually, yeah, I mean they got Celtics, Rockets, Nets, Heat, Mavs, Raptors, Wizards, Grizzlies. I mean, I I think they could rip off seven out of the eight in that series. There, obviously, Nets and Wizards easy wins. Uh, Mavs, I don't think are any match for them. Like you said, Celtics and Raptors are going to be dogfight. Because both those teams want to beat the Bucks there. I think Heat, even I same. think even the Grizzlies is going to be an interesting one, man. I, you know they're fighting for Grizzlies a lot. Grizzlies too. Our guy, Rockets, our I guy think Joe, they'll smoke. Our guy Joe Molinax would probably like to hear that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I don't think they'll crush the Grizzlies by yeah. any means. I yeah. think the Grizzlies have a lot to play for. Yeah, but I think they'll crush the Rockets. I don't see I don't see the Celtics coming out and beating them. They've been so good. I think they'll be the most prepared team coming out of all this. Them. The Raptors, all the well-coached teams, teams like that, I, I think they're going to be fine. That'll be, I uh, took you over there. It'll be interesting uh, to see how that plays out. Chip, who, what do you have for the Raptors? I know, I, and it's funny because I, I feel like you're going to go over here because you got Kyle Lowry, you got the Raptors. Um, what would you have for him? Hold on, can we stop for a sec? Can yes. you stop recording for a sec? I just lost my... <laughs> Yeah, well, I would look pretty stupid if I didn't say the over after I just said they'd be one of the most prepared teams in the bubble. And I do think that. So uh, despite the fact that they have a pretty tough schedule, I'm taking the over. You know, they start off Lakers Heat. Uh, and then they got Magic, Celtics, Grizzlies, Bucks, Sixers, Nuggets. So it's not an easy schedule. But they do have a couple uh, simple, uh, couple easier games in there. Uh, but... Look, like I said, I do think, despite the fact that they face good teams, I think that they'll be the better good team in those games. So, I'd bet on the Raptors. I'd never bet against the Raptors. I, I just never would. They're going to be so well-coached, so well-prepared. They were the first team in the bubble. The entire team was there. I think they're going to be ready to go. I really do. And I, I'd take the over, over four and a half, uh, I think. I think they'll be good. Yeah, you know what's interesting to me? I mean, I love the Raptors. It's hard for me to bet against them. But um, I, I I took the under here. And I, I think, like, for me, their schedule is pretty tough. And then I think towards the end, and it's going to sound a little redundant because I think I'm going to have this argument for a bunch of teams. But um, I think there's, like, maybe three games that separate the Raptors and the Celtics. Um, and I just feel like if things get towards the end and the last one or two games aren't going to really matter for seeding, I think that you might see teams rest players. Who knows? I mean, it could play out a, a lot of different ways. But I think just based on that and the fact that their their schedule's pretty tough, I, ha I definitely have them with at least four wins for sure. Um, I think towards the end, though, of that schedule, I think one of those might get a little dicey for them. Um, but... I mean, like you said, it's really tough to bet against them. They are extremely well coached. I think I just saw some article. I forget where it came out of, but someone was saying the Raptors run like like 20 different defenses or something like that. Like 
they're a super smart team. Um, they're really good, and and if they went over, I, I would not be shocked at all. And no, that, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be there. I think they're going to go further than people think in the playoffs, and they'll surprise people. The the layoffs going to be great for them because, like you said, Nick Nurse is brilliant, so he's going to come up with even more stuff than he would have come up with if it had been a regular season. So I, I'm confident in them. I usually am confident in them, but now I'm even more confident in the Raptors. I I think that, look, I'm confident in, uh, I don't want to tip my hand at what I <laughs> had some of my picks from uh, later on, but I, I think the Raptors are going to be fine, and I definitely take the over. I, there's a lot of Raptors doubters. I understand that because they lost Kawhi, but... No, I'm not worried about the Raptors right now. I think uh, speaking of tipping our hand for some of our um, either conference or championship bets, uh, this next team is going to be one that you know I'm I'm, I'm going to be fairly high on. So uh, the Celtics are at a five and a half, and I'm taking the over with them. Um, I for whatever reason you can call it, you know, buying into the hype. I'm buying into Tatum and Brown um, having an amazing performance in this bubble. Um, whatever the Celtics have found post Kyrie, um, you know Brad Stevens, whatever they have going, I think it's it's only going to continue. Uh, I don't think they have many injuries on the squad. I think they're they're pretty fresh and ready to go. Um, but I'm taking the over for them, which probably means that. Um, you know, I, I have them a little bit higher than, than other people do. But uh, what you, what you think about the Celtics, five and a half? That's a big number, Jeff. It is a big number. That means they got to win six, at, six out of those eight games? Yes. Yes. That's a really big number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that could happen. Uh, I, I took the under. But, uh, no, they got three... Three gimmies. They got the Nets, Magic, and Wizards, so they don't have a particularly tough schedule. They start off with three tough ones, Bucks, Blazers, Heat, uh, and then they got See, the, the, uh, the Nets. I'm not I'm not buying the Blazers as a tough one. I guess that's kind of – and it's tough because I love Melo and do Dame. Damian Lillard is – Jimmy Butler and Dame, and Dame Lillard are my favorite players in the NBA. But I just think whenever we get into a, a – um, a playoff series or whenever we get into whatever is anticipated, right? There's always a couple narratives that come out that people are sure of, right? And everyone's sure that the Blazers are going to really challenge for the eighth seed and they're going to beat the Grizzlies in a playoff. I honestly, I'm not, I'm not so high on the Blazers, even with them getting Nurkic and Collins back. Um, you know, I know Ariza didn't play a, a, a ton for them, but he's out. Rodney Hood is out. Um, I I just, I'm not that high on the Blazers coming into the bubble. And it hurts me to say because I want Dane Lillard in the playoffs, but I don't I don't think they're going to make a, a ton of noise. No, I'm not super high on them uh, making the playoffs. I just think they're going to be a tough out. I really do. I think Dane's going to be one of the hottest players in the bubble. He's going to average a million points. And he's going to be, they're going to be tough to beat because of that. But I don't know if they're going to catch the Grizzlies, make the playoffs. But uh, I don't think they'll be easy to beat. 
they'll be easy to score on. They always are, but I, yeah, I, I just, uh, it's hard to write them off because out of those, out of those teams that are all chasing, I, I don't want to go too deep into it because we're going to talk about them later, but out of those teams that are all chasing that eight spot, they do have the best player. So you have to true. think about that. But You're right. Well, with the Celtics, did you go with the under or? Oh, yeah, I took the under. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then what do you have for uh, for the Heat? This is an interesting one. We just had a Heat pod with Colin Loring, our good friend. Um, you know, I think we both like the Heat, and I know we both like Jimmy Butler. Um, and, it, you know, they have an interesting schedule for sure. What, Chip, what do you have for the Heat here? The Heat are four and a half. Yep. Uh, I actually, I actually took the under on the Heat too. Okay. But I'm gonna explain my reasoning on that when we talk about the Sixers because I, I'm really high on the Sixers. But no, I, I took the under. I get the Heat don't have the most difficult schedule. It depends, I guess, on what you think of uh, the Pacers. Yeah, because that's... they played the Pacers twice. Yeah, but. Now, start out with the Nuggets, Raptors, Celtics, Bucks, Suns, Pacers twice, and Thunder. I think that's a pretty tough schedule. I guess some other people don't. People aren't very high on the Nuggets. You know, we'll talk about they're over under. We'll talk about that later. It's three and a half. I was like, holy shit. Yes. That's pretty wild. It is wild. It's crazy, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, I understand there's some injury stuff there and all that, but still, weird, weird. Very, that very was the weird. one that stuck out to me. Like, does does Vegas know something we don't know? Is well, there something going on? You know, it's it seems like a trap, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm not we'll, gonna bet it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. We'll 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 go we'll go into that later, but um, yeah. yeah I so for now I took the under on the Heat. Yeah. You actually mentioned you. So the reason I went over on the Heat here is. Uh, what you talked about with the Pacers. So them not having Sabonis, I think, is going to be really, uh, really big. We've talked with, a, with you know, uh, some Pacers guys this year. We've talked indirectly about the Pacers on a couple of different pods. And the thing you always hear is offensively, like, Sabonis is a really big fulcrum. Like, they, they run a lot of stuff through him. Now, you could say this is Miles Turner's time to shine, um, but... I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if um, Oladipo coming back and being rusty. Um, the Heat have them twice, and, and I actually like them. Even though it's tough to beat teams, to not in a row in this case. It's not like a home-and-home, home, but I like the Heat to do that. Um, I, I, I think they'll I, – I have them with five wins. I have them going five and eight. Um, five and eight. Five and three um, in the bubble, and I, you know, I think they'll uh, – do pretty well for the most part, but we'll see. Um, next up, we have the 76ers. Uh, this is a super interesting team for a lot of reasons. They're at five and a half, which is a big number. Um, I I took the under here. However, I they're playing the Rockets. Eric Gordon is hurt. I almost went with the over here. Um, I just, there's something about the 76ers that I don't love. Um, And I don't know if it's just because 
there's rumblings of Embiid and Simmons. Uh, I feel like whenever we get close to the playoffs with the 76ers, we hear something about them. Um, the only difference was last year they had Jimmy Butler, who was really clutch, not afraid of the ball, and they ran their offense through him. And, um, you know, they, they obviously pushed the Raptors uh, to a seven-game series. But I, I'm not – I don't know. Going into the bubble, I'm not that huge on the 76ers. I love their length. I love their team on paper. I just don't know that everything is going to come, um, you know, to fruition with them. I mean, if you like, I, I like, I like some Matthias Thibel height highlights. I mean, I thought that was cool, him just slamming on people. But I think five and a half is too big for them. Um, I'd rather take five and a half with the Celtics instead of five and a half with the Sixers. What'd you have for them? And we're far apart today. We are. This is rare. Yeah, I'm. I'm huge on the Sixers. Okay. With this, I took the over. Love the over. They got the Spurs, Wizards, Magic, Suns. I think that's four wins right there. They start off against the Pacers, and I think, like you said, the Pacers without Sabonis are probably going to struggle at least in their first game back. So that's five wins. And then their last three games. Their other three games are Portland, Toronto, and Houston. Yeah. And I think they can get a win in one of those three. And the, la- the last game is against Houston. Yes. Yeah, and you that's, know the way, that's the that's, way Houston plays. Yeah, Houston's going to be dogging it in that last game. I really yeah, shit, I think, but, um, you know what, you, you definitely, of, of everything I've said so far, you make me question this one for sure, especially with the Houston at the end, Eric Gordon being out. Um, that would probably be a pick that I'm not super, super, super confident on. I'm still going to stick with it. I'm still going to stick with the under, um, but we'll see. Oh my God. These, uh, the, now we're getting to the, really the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, Chip, what do you have for the Brooklyn Nets? Are we on Brooklyn? I was we're just going to say, yeah, they're two, they're at two and a half. Are they not? Yeah. Let me, before you start with them, let me just interrupt real quick and, and say, just for anyone listening, we're intentionally not doing the Indiana Pacers or the Houston Rockets because yeah. DraftKings did not have um, an over-under for them. Um, you know, so that's that's why we're leaving them off. But Chip, hit, hit us off with the uh, the Nets. The Nets are, it's weird. Like, they, the Nets start off against the Magic and the Wizards. Yeah. And I feel like they could beat both of those teams. Yeah. But they could also lose to both of those teams. Right. And then they got the Bucks and the Celtics. And they're going to lose to both of those teams. And then they got Kings, Clippers, Magic again, and Blazers. So they play the Magic twice, the Wizards. It's hard to beat the same team twice. I feel like they'll get one against the Magic. And they'll get that one against the Wizards. But I don't know if they're going to get another one, dude. Really don't. I don't feel confident enough taking the over there. Uh, so I'm going to go under. So we're we're on we're in lockstep on this one. I have yeah. I have them winning one of the first two games. I have them at least beating um, either the Magic or who's the other one, the Wizards. So yeah, I, I think actually, they'll take the Wizards. It's yeah. funny. I see. I could see them winning the first game, and there being some positive press and buzz around the Nets. Like, oh my God, look, they don't have any players, but they won a game. And then I see them losing five straight until um, whatever the second to last game is. And I, I have them getting two, but I don't have them getting over. So I took the under with the Nets. Um, yeah. And then we have the Magic, and um, I, this was a tough one, man. You know, three and a half. 
I I had him I had him with three wins here. Um, so I took the under with the Magic. I think I I want them to do well. I like them, um, but I just I couldn't I couldn't find a way to get to that fourth win for them. Um, what'd you have for them here? No, I think you're right. I agree with you. The under. There's nothing else to say there. I think they'll win three games. Okay. <laughs> Their schedule's not easy for them. Their schedule's not easy. I don't think they'll win more than three. I mean, I think Isaac coming back will give them a boost, but yeah. can only boost them so much. So much. I mean, yeah, three three looks good there. Um, and then I, I think we'll probably be together on this too. Uh, I don't I don't have I have the Wizards with the under. I don't have them getting more than one win in the bubble. What do you think about that? Oh yeah, yeah, I have that. <laughs> so uh, they, they're going to be a disaster, I think. Yeah. And then that takes us to the Western Conference. This is a crazy one. Um, I am super excited to get into this one. Uh, we're going to start off with the Lakers here. There's so much that's happened. They got no Rondo. He's hurt. A.B. Bradley opted out. But we do have J.R. Smith. J.R. motherfucking Smith, uh, one of Chip's favorite Knicks of all time. Uh, definitely one of mine as well, too. So... This is an interesting one, man. So I'm. This is a weird one. I I went with the under here, but it's just because of the seeding thing, and it's just because it's a LeBron team, and I just think that at the end there's gonna be a little bit of rest for a veteran laden team like this, um, and any team with LeBron where they they clearly have a goal in mind that's in the playoffs. They could they could definitely get more than five and a half, but I just don't see it happening. Um, and I even have them, it's funny, I have them winning tonight against the Clippers because Lou Will is out. And I think um, I think Lou Will being out is going to be a, a huge thing uh, for the Clippers as well. But uh, I, I have the Lakers with the under here. Chip, what would you think about them? Yeah, I took them uh, for the under for the same reason. I, I think that, you know, we the, for the same reason that the regular season isn't a huge deal for LeBron James during a normal season. It won't be a huge deal for him during the bubble. So uh, I think saying he's determined to go like seven and one or eight and zero during this bubble is not uh, realistic. I think that's why the odds that he's minus one fifty nine or the Lakers are minus one fifty nine. The under five and a half is minus one fifty nine. So, yeah, I I wouldn't go over five and a half. I don't I don't see that happening. I mean, they got the Clippers, then they got Raptors, Jazz, Thunder, Rockets, Pacers, Nuggets, Kings. It's not like they play. There's no cupcakes in there either. True. You no, know, I mean some pretty tough teams. You know, we're not we're not really sure how the Jazz are going to look. They're kind of a question mark of a team, but. There's some, you know, Pacers, they, sh- they could be off uh, Kings, too, by the end. But the Kings are the last game. The Kings could be complete- competing for a playoff spot. It's very true. Then, yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think under is definitely the safe bet for them. And so, interestingly enough, oh, I, I forgot. I was just going to go into mine. But um, we're moving on to the Clippers here. Chip, what do you, you have for the Clippers? The Clippers are five and a half. Yeah. Here, why don't you start with the Clippers? I so I went under here as well. Um, it's just 
you know, Lou Will is going to be out, um, I think, for the first two or three games. I think he comes back August 6th um, or the 8th. And I only have that affecting them for the first game. And I think they win the, the second and third game of, of um, the schedule in the bubble. Um, but I don't know. I think five and a half is, is a, is a big number for them. I just think the West is, is crazy. I think it's just too difficult for teams to really, um, just throw down a lot of wins in a row here. Cause it, there's a lot that a lot of different teams have to play for as well. Um, what'd you think about them? You took the under too? Yeah, I took the under. <sighs> I mean, the Lakers, and you said you got the Lakers tonight because of no Luwell. Yeah. Yeah, and then they have Zion, they had the Pelicans, and Zions might be playing, might not. Suns, Mavs, Blazers, Nets, Nuggets, Thunder. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the under is safe there, too, because, I mean, the end of their schedule with Nuggets, Thunder, those aren't going to be easy games. The Nets will be an easy one, but yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the under is safe there. And also, you have to factor in the same thing as the Lakers. How much is it really going to mean to them, the seeding? Do they really care who they play in the playoffs? Because they're just going to kick everybody's ass except the Lakers. Right. So. I think it's funny because um, you know they're in the two-seed right now, and they would face, if everything stayed the same, they would face the Mavericks. Um, and I mean, we could differ on this. I actually think the Mavericks will play pretty well in the bubble, but I'd rather play the Rockets, um, than the, than the Mavs in this case, uh, which I mean, if, if they even move down to the three spot, cause I think the Rockets are in the sixth spot. Um, but I, I think there'll be some kind of jockeying like in general, or if you were the Clippers, no, in general, I, I'd rather play, uh, honestly, I'd rather play the Rockets than than the Mavericks. I mean, I really? think, yeah, man. I That's think, interesting. I'm telling you, I, I'm, it, I'm really starting to feel like everything is going to fall apart for the Rockets. I really feel like, you know, we've talked about it loosely on pods before. We've said this might be it. D'Antoni's out. Morey's out. And I just don't think like, I don't know. I don't think they have firepower to really contend, contend. Like, of course, they'll make the playoffs, but... I don't know, man. I I, I I don't know. They got they got a lot of firepower with Harden and Westbrook alone, but yeah. But I don't know if they got anything else. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, Covington I know has played well for them. Um, they have guys who can get things done in spots, but I just I, I I just don't like the vibe around their team. I'm I'm just not. I just don't have a lot of positive things for them going into this. But who knows, right? Who knows? We'll see. Um, we have the Nuggets coming up next. So we, we teased this a little earlier in, in the pod. And um, and I know, Chip, Chip, I know you were saying you wouldn't bet it, but I, I would. And I know this is like a classic Vegas trap, but three and a half is like insane for me. Um, and I think they played Portland twice. I, and you can co- confirm that for me if I'm wrong, but I just, I, I, I'm, I definitely see the Nuggets getting four wins out of this schedule. Um, and if I was a big betting guy, I would 1000% throw some money on this bet. I recognize it's a trap. It sounds weird. It definitely makes you question, does Vegas know something that we don't? But this is my 
of the over-unders that we're doing in either conference. This is the best bet that I would take. The Nuggets in three and a half, I would latch on to that and, and throw some dough on that and hopefully kind of uh, laugh over to the bank a little bit. But what, what about you? Well, it's a sucker it's bet because they're trying to – the under three and a half is plus 145. So the Nuggets schedule is extremely difficult. So they're trying to get you to uh, say that they're going to choke down yeah. the stretch, even though they're a good team, and not win a bunch of games. Because they put – look, they got Heat, Thunder, Spurs, Blazers, Jazz, Lakers, Clippers, Raptors. It's a really tough schedule. Yeah, it is. Really tough. With that said, like you said, I would never bet – like. The over three and a half is still minus 195. There's a reason that's the case. Like yeah. you said, that's the one to bet. Like, I would not bet the under there because I just think they're too good. Like, they're not going to, they're not going to go three and five. They're not going to go two and six. They're definitely going to win that Spurs game. I don't like the Lakers. I know they've struggled. They've had losing streaks during the season before. Yeah. But uh, they've also, looked really good. I mean, they had like a seven-game win streak this season. And then, of course, the deciding factor in all of this for me, and I say this at least a little bit tongue-in-cheek, Bull Bull, man. I mean, dude, (laughs) the savior. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. He's been fun to watch. He's been really um, fun to watch. I I, I like that bet. I I feel pretty good with it. I know their schedule's tough, but they're a damn good team. Um, What do you think with it? Would you take that over as well or no? I would definitely not take the under because yeah. that's a sucker's bet. Yeah. So I would say the over. Yeah. Okay. And then what do you have for the Jazz? This is uh, the fourth seed in the Western Conference. They're at four and a half. Four and a half. I think so much has happened with them that, that you can't predict that they're going to do too well. So I think you have to take the under. Yeah, I'm with you, know? you here, man. Bogdanovich is hurt. Uh, turmoil yeah. between Mitchell and Gobert. Like, there's a lot going on with this team, man. And mm-hmm. I could, I the this crazy thing is too is this the schedule is so short that I almost feel bad that if they get off to a rough start, um, I actually have them going one and three in the first. Um, oh wait, no, uh, one and one and two in the first, you know, three games. And I just feel like there's actually going to be, I mean, you know, the Jazz aren't a big market team, so maybe there won't be a lot of media around it, but I do think that they'll start to get in their own head a little bit. Um, yeah. No, I, there'll I, be media around it. If, yeah. Gobert, if there's stuff about That's Gobert true. and Mitchell, the set, if they're, if Gobert and Mitchell are yelling at each other on the yeah. court, could you imagine? They'll be media all over That's that. That's very true. That's very true. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but I'm taking the under here too. I think four and a half is is a lot for them, just given what they've been through. Um, so I'm I'm going to take that there. And then we have the fifth seed, uh, OKC. Uh, this is a very very interesting team. I think secretly Chip and I are both kind of rooting for this team. We both like Chris Paul. I know we both like Shea Gilgis Alexander. Andre Roberson is back and 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 hitting threes. That's kind of like a nice sight to see. Um, I'm still taking the under here. They're at four and a half. I think that's um, I think that's a pretty big number for them. I actually have been losing the first two games of their season in the bubble. Um, I do have them winning four games, 
uh, and going four and wait a minute, I think yeah, four four and four. Obviously, there's eight. Um, but you know, I, I I went with the under here. Chip, what'd you what'd you have for OKC? Yeah, I took the under too, on OKC. I mean, they're they're a weird team to predict because they have so many clutch uh, wins. They won so many close games. So it's hard to know how things are going to shake out. And, like, in a situation like this and then in the playoffs, like, how when, – when teams have time to game plan for them this much time and then the playoffs and stuff like that, how good are they going to be, you know? Because they – was how much of it was locked that they won that many close games and how much of it was that they're better than the other team. I think they're really good. But, you know, they start out – Utah, Denver, Lakers, Grizzlies, Wizards, Suns, Heat, Clippers. I think they have some very winnable games in there. But I also think they have uh, Lakers and Clippers. Yeah. And I, I think the schedule is – they could the over is definitely possible. They could win five or six games and make us both look stupid. Chris Paul's had the benefit of a long layoff. I think he's going to play really well. But, yeah, I, I think the under is safer in this circumstance. And then we have the Mavericks here uh, at four and a half. We're skipping the Rockets. Um, Chip, who did you have? What did you have for the Mavericks here? The Mavericks? Um, I don't think I have. I don't think I have the Mavericks. I thought we were skipping. Oh, no, 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 no. The Rockets the Mavericks were, were four and a half? Yeah. We skipped the sorry. We skipped the Rockets. Shit. No, uh, right. I took the the under on the the Mavericks. Sorry. No worries. Because it was it was four and a half. That is a that is a big number. Um, much like the Celtics in the Eastern Conference, um, I'm taking the over with the Mavericks. Man, I, that's a that's a big number for them. Four and a half. Um, obviously, some some really concerning news about their organization off the court, um, but. You know, I do buy into Luca and Kristaps. You know, as a Knicks fan, I know there's like a large contingent of Knicks fans that think Kristaps is is gonna fall into a ditch somewhere and, and never be good in the NBA. But um, I think they're gonna be pretty damn good. I think they're gonna be a really, really good team in the bubble. Uh, I have them with five wins, um, so I'm gonna take the over there. Um, and then we move on to. The AC currently, which is going to be the Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, our good guy, uh, Joe Mullinax, we had on the podcast, you know, three and a half. I decided to go with him on this one. I went with the over. I think towards the end of the schedule, the Bucks and the Celtics are going to be resting players. I think the, uh, the Grizzlies could definitely, uh, you know, get at least one of those. Um, I like their – I like – kind of the feeling surrounding John Morant right now and the Grizzlies. I, I, I think they can get four wins here um, and, and hold on to that eighth spot, at least before the play-in. Um, Chip, what do you think about the Grizzlies? Yeah, I took the over for the same situation. This is the most interesting situation of the entire bubble, This the Western Conference eighth seed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, the, the, if uh, what the Grizzlies do, you know, the – if they go five and three, I was reading 
if they go five and three in their seeding games, they're assured of no worse than a spot in the playoff series. Right. And they get a best of two matchup between the number eight and the number nine team when the regular season ends. So I guess the number nine team needs to be within four games of the Grizzlies. Yep. And Portland, New Orleans, and Sacramento are all three and a half games back. Yeah, I, I like the I like the over here with them. That first, we're t- going to talk about Portland in a minute. That first game with Portland is huge. It is huge. Huge. Yeah. I actually big so, game. It's funny. I had the Grizzlies losing that game. I had Portland winning that matchup. Um, and well, I guess we'll we'll get into them right now. I'll let Chip. I'll let you um, hit us up with Portland. They, DraftKings has them at three and a half. I took the over on that. Yeah. I think uh, you were talking about how you you weren't all in on Portland. I'm all in on Portland to uh, hit the ninth seed and force the uh, playoff with the Grizzlies. I bought into that. <laughs> I bought into that narrative. So I think they're going to hit that. I think they'll force the two-team the playoff, the play-in thing. So I took the over there. Interestingly enough... I took the over as well, even though I'm not high. Yeah, even though I'm not high in the Blazers, but our next team um, makes things a little bit more interesting, which is the Pelicans. So their over under is five and a half, which is super high. Um, I'm I'm taking the under, obviously, but I take them as having one more win uh, than the Trail Blazers. And I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think that would flip-flop them in, in seeding and would make the Pelicans um, the ninth seed to be in the play-in with the Grizzlies. Which, honestly, if you look at the schedule, I, feel, I really feel like the NBA just made it all the terribly... They wanted to make this as easy for the Pelicans as possible. <laughs> like, it's crazy, man. Like, I really feel like there, there is a little fix on here as, as stupid as they did this whole thing they set zion. this whole thing up to get zion into the playoffs Dude, it's really really crazy when you start looking at it and you're kind of like uh all right but i i, I think they'll make yeah. it based on their schedule five and a half is super high though I, I took the under um the sacramento kings chip what do you have for them oh i'm sorry what about the um what about the pelicans what did you have for um them oh the under yeah you took the under five and a half is way too high and then, Especially uh, with Zion possibly not playing in some yeah, of the games. Yeah. Uh, Kings at three and a half. What'd you have for him? I took the over here. Whoa, Kings okay. are. I was back and forth on Kings and Blazers. I think uh, a really the Kings are plus eleven hundred, eleven to one to make the playoffs on DraftKings. That's like a, a worthwhile kind of long shot. It is. It is. That to make. I agree with you. For me. Like, they have the Spurs, Magic, Mavs, Pels, Nets, Rockets, and then Pels again, Lakers. I think they can easily hit that over three and a half. Like, they start out with the Spurs and Magic. They they could win those two. They play the Pels twice. They could win one of those two there. And then they got Mavs, Rockets... Nets and Lakers. They should win one of those games. Definitely the Nets. Theoretically, they should pull off four of those games. So 
I like the over there. I think it's a good one. Over three and a half is plus 150. And like a nice little, I'm not sure if I'm taking it because I do love the Blazers. But I'm keeping like the idea of the Blazers, uh, the Kings to make the playoffs. Like I'm keeping it in my head there because the Blazers is uh, four to one to make it because everyone's hot on the Blazers. Yeah. But no one's paying any attention to the Kings. So. I, uh, so I went with the under here, but it's funny. I also had them getting a win towards the end of the season like you. And I think, dude, they might even get one off on the Lakers because they'll, they'll be resting some players. So um, I had them getting three wins. Um, you know, I, I couldn't find a way to get that fourth one, but it's possible. I, like, I liked at least the, um, the reasoning that you have for why they may make it. And those odds uh, to make the playoffs, plus you said 1,100, right? Yeah, 1,100. I, yeah. I, I think it's worth taking a shot yes, at. I would definitely, like me and you are, even though I didn't take this, if I'm a betting man, I would I would take 1100. I I think that's pretty decent. Um, yeah. Then next you have the Spurs here. Ah, this is a this is a tough one. I um. I don't know. I I believe it or not, man. I I took the over here. They're at two and a half. Um. I I just think it, it's not always going to be chalk, meaning that it's not always going to go go the way we think. And I could just see pop squeezing out a win or two here and there that maybe is um, a little bit above where they would be. I don't have a, a super great amount of reasoning for uh, any other reason why I would take them here, but I think two and a half is is where they should be. I, I just think they'll get one more than people think uh, they will get here. What would you have the Spurs at? No, I took the under two and a half. Okay. I think they're going to stink. They don't have, <laughs> they don't have, they don't Aldridge. have Aldridge. Yeah. They don't have Aldridge. They, they're so fucking boring. Lonnie like, Walker. They, Lonnie Walker looks nice, though. I like him. Yeah, Walker and Murray, but he, he's not gonna play. He's not gonna play like that. Yeah, he's not gonna right. play exciting and young guys. He's gonna play boring, right? And he's gonna lose because of that. Right. So I'm gonna take the under. You know, Kings, Grizzlies, Sixers, Nuggets, Jazz, Pels, Rockets, Jazz again. I mean, I don't. What which of those games do they for sure win? Yeah. Like, what game are they the favorite in those? They're not. They're the favorite in none of those games. They don't. I don't see it. Yeah. I mean, unless Pop is pulls a pulls a rabbit out of his hat, like you said, I I just don't see it. And yeah, I'm I'm taking the under. I I uh, I know they're going for like the the record in the terms of making the playoffs however many years straight it is. I, I just hope I don't have to watch the Spurs in the playoffs again. They're so oh goddamn God. boring. Yeah, that would suck. Um, and then what do you have for the Suns, the last team in the Western Conference? Suns are three and a half or four and a half? No, two, two and a half. Two and a half, okay. Two, well, they got Wizards, Mavs, Clippers, Pacers, Heat. Thunder, Sixers, Mavs. You could get one against the Wizards. I almost feel like saying, uh, who, "Who cares?" Right? Like this is. I mean, I know I'm gonna. I, I wouldn't mind watching Macau Bridges, just so I can get more pissed off about the Knicks taking Kevin Knox over him. But 
Um, yeah, but the Suns as a team, I don't really care. I, I no. was I wrote down under, but I, yeah. I wanted to look at their schedule again because I I changed my I changed my mind about the about the Celtics as I as I was thinking about it and looking at their schedule. But no, I didn't change my mind. I <laughs> under. Yeah, <laughs> they suck. They um, fucking suck. I'm I'm with you on that. Um, definitely taking the under with them. Uh, so that kind of wraps up our over under for the teams in the bubble. And, uh, now we, we've got two more things Chip and I wanted to kind of get into. So we have championship odds and we have Eastern conference and Western conference, uh, title odds. So Chip, what, what sticks out to you for the Eastern conference and Western conference, um, odds here which what what bets are you kind of looking at that you're like you know what i want to throw some money on that obviously what sticks out is that the bucks are the huge favorite so yeah. anything else anything else is a good bet i think yeah but what stuck out to me was i'm not saying i'm gonna bet it but that the heat are 10 to 1 at the celtics are 8 to 1 i'm surprised that the heat are uh, less have worse odds than the Celtics, but that was pretty surprising. But the one that sticks out to me in terms of Eastern Conference was uh, the 76ers at plus 750. <laughs> uh, I'm re- like I said before, I'm really high on the Sixers. I think they can go to the finals. Uh, I liked what I saw with Simmons at power forward. I know it's early. I think it's going to confuse people at first. Once they get used to it, it probably won't be. As big a deal, but I, I think I don't know. There's something about the Sixers, man. It's like it's like Zach Lowe is a big Sixers guy. He says can't quit the Sixers. Like once you like, I'm a big Joel Embiid fan. I want Joel Embiid on the Knicks. I just want. I feel like they can get it done. There's so much talent, man. They're both so good. They do have a ton of talent. I. It's so funny, yeah. man. You the way you say that there's something about the Sixers. Um, I feel that way about the Celtics a little bit. I, I hate to admit that as a Knicks fan, um, and I love the 76ers, like the way they construct they constructed their roster. It's clunky, but I mean, I really, really enjoy watching Ben Simmons as a player. I know we both really enjoy watching Joel Embiid. I just, you know, call it um, a little bit of a um, hangover, even from last year's disappointment. I just feel like. They're going to continue to struggle. Uh, the Celtics at plus 800, the Heat at plus 1,000. I would definitely jump on that. Um, and like you said, it's obvious that the Bucks are a massive favorite. Um, as we move to the Western Conference, what sticks out to you? I mean, I bet at the Rockets to come out of the West – the last two years. So, I mean, I feel like it's a tradition for me to bet them and then lose money. But they're 8-1 to one this year. Yeah. So, I feel like it's a, it's a decent bet. So, may do it. Uh, Nuggets are 12-1, to one, despite the fact that they're 3.5 they're over-under. They're 12-1 to one to win the West. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so strange. But... I don't know. I, the Lakers are plus 150. Clippers are plus 180. So, I, I mean, if, if you want to bet on the West, I'm not sure betting on the West is a great bet anyway because the Lakers and or Clippers are going to win. It's, But I don't know. 
I, I like the Rockets as a bet, as a bet, just because it's a personal thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the the Rockets thing jumps out at me because just as a personal thing, I'm probably going to bet on them. Yeah, and it's I I, uh, I guess I'm I'm sticking with the Mavs here. I mean, I, I don't obviously think they're going to make the Western Conference Finals, but at 1800, I'll throw money on that. Kidding me? Um, I think uh, you know at the end of the day, I think it's Clippers Lakers and that story. But if I want to you know roll the dice a little bit. I'm I'm going with the Mavericks, man. I don't know. I do have an interesting feeling about them. Um, it could be total bullshit. You know, I could look like an idiot, but I'd rather go with my gut. Um, so just as as kind of a long shot, that's a that's a bet that I would place. And then uh, if I'm choosing Lakers, Clippers, I'm gonna uh, go with the Clippers once they finally have Lou Lou Will on the roster to to just you know, get through and, and even beat the Lakers in a conference final to get to the championship. And then... Yeah, the Heat are kind of like that one in the East that you can take a shot on because of Spo and all that. 10-1, to 1, but... Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That was uh, that was another one I forgot to bring up. Um, I did like the, uh, the Heat at 10-1 at to 1 as well. Then championship odds, man. I think, you know, we probably have similar to what we just said for the conference final. Um, Lakers and Bucks at plus 250. Clippers at 333. Um, Celtics at 2000. I love, I love that. Um, I'm, I'm all in on that. And you're probably all in on 76ers at at 20 to 1, right? I don't think so. Not really? winning the whole thing. Okay. I'm all in on them winning the East. I don't think I'm in on them winning the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I like uh, Rockets at 14 to 1 plus uh, 1,400, but I don't know if I'm ready to go to Sixers winning the whole thing. <laughs> That's pretty out there. But, yeah, I Rockets are... I don't know. I may have to. That Rockets. That Rockets fourteen to one is tempting, man. Just because you don't know how this bubble is going to affect these teams, you don't know what's going to happen. It's very true. And yeah, no idea. I mean, I yeah. don't know. I, again, for for long shot bets here. I, I mean, for me, Celtics, Heat, Mavericks. You know, if I had money to spend. If I could throw a hundred or you know two two hundred on all of those and just see what happens, I would do it. I mean, I, I think those are uh, those are some interesting bets to take if we think that there's going to be more variability than not. Um, at the end of the day, my rational mind says, uh, you know, bet Clippers or Lakers, Bucks, um, and if I have to pick an order, I would go. Clippers, Lakers, Bucks, but you know, if if I if I have some some coins to to spare a little bit, I like uh, I like some of those odds actually, but you know, most likely it's not going to happen. Yeah, I like the finals doing the finals matchup too. I like like uh, 
76ers Lakers is 25 to 1. 76ers Clippers 27 to 1. Like I I think that's worse and worth looking at. Yeah. And for you like Celtics Lakers 19, Celtics Clippers 20. Like that that stuff's interesting because I think you you know who is going to come out of the West and I mean, there are, you know who's going to come out of both conferences, but for so, like, there's still a little bit of doubt about the Bucks. There really is, like, like enough to make you place a bet on someone else other than the the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wow, I agree. Like, no rational person is going to place a bet on someone other than the Lakers or Clippers, but. He's like me and you are sitting here talking about the Sixers and the Celtics right now. So, I mean, there's a point in doing it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, real quick before we kind of wrap up, uh, I know that you will probably go into this more on the Nick's State of Mind podcast, but there was some news that broke today. Uh, as as Nick's fans, we both saw that. Mike Woodson will be returning to the organization in which he uh, won 54 games back in the 2012-2013 season. Um, Chip, what are your first thoughts when you hear that? Um, you know, I just figure we kind of touch on that just a little bit. I tweeted the JR gif of him doing the, the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The guitar? So good. So good. Yeah. Uh, no, it's good to have him back. I like Mike Woodson. Uh, so I didn't want him as like the head coach or anything, but yeah. nah, it's nice to have him back in the organization. He's a really well-liked guy. Seems like a good guy. And you know, he gets along with players. Yeah. So I think it's smart because that's Tibbs' weakness. Like he's not really personable, you know. So I think it's a smart move to have him come back. And that's step one. Step two is bringing back Mike Miller. Hopefully they do that too. And I think it's the right move. So we'll see what happens from here. And I, I liked uh, some of the things that Tibbs said today, the press conference, whatever it was. But I thought it was uh, – I thought – did you see the picture of uh, Tibbs smiling when uh, Mark Berman's name was brought up? I didn't see the pic, but I saw it transcribed. Like Stefani was live tweeting um, you know, whenever they were on the Zoom call. And then I was like, that's so funny that he's busting – uh, Mark Berman's balls, like first day yeah. on the job, like that's hilarious. But I mean, that is kind of funny. If you're Tibbs, and the last time you saw New York media, I mean, not last time, but like the last time you were in New York and and saw the media, and Berman was there, and then in 2020 he's there, and you're, you're like, what? Like you're still here, still dude? There. Like what are you doing? <laughs> like yeah, I, yeah. He said, I can't believe you're still here. Yeah, that is that was really funny. Um, I liked it too. The only thing I'm, I don't know, man, you know, and I know you're, I know um, in conversations that we've had, like you've questioned, you know, a little bit of Leon Rose's, uh, you know, kind of direction for this job. If he wants to just go star hunting, I kind of, I'm starting to move a little bit towards you on that a little bit, just because I just don't like the idea of, of putting guys on a coach's staff. I just it doesn't feel comfortable to me. I could be wrong. I could be holding too I could be holding too tight onto traditional beliefs that 
don't really matter one way or the other. But like if you pick a guy and you think he's the guy and you think he's the, the captain for the ship, then trust him to pick his own coaching staff. Like don't foresee Mike Woodson and, and Miller. And I love Mike Miller. I, 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 I love Mike Miller. I should be I think he should be in the organization. I just don't I don't know how much sense it makes to have Tibbs um, have guys on his squad. And and I understand what you're saying that well, Tibbs has weaknesses and you want to make sure that you put guys who complement his weaknesses around him, but if you don't if you're that scared that Tibbs can't change, why'd you hire him in the first place? That's kinda that's kinda what I'm thinking. I don't know. If it was under a circumstance like with Jeff Hornacek, where Phil Jackson hired him, who he had no connection with him before this, except coaching against him, and then forced him to take on his best friend as his lead assistant, despite having no connection to him either, then I would say yes, because then he was just using him as like an assistant to spy on the head coach because he had no trust in him. Right. But that's not what this is. He's a former client of his. Leon Rose has a lot of trust in him. I think they just wanted Mike Woodson back in the organization. I, I don't think they would force that on Tibbs. I don't think that's something they would do. I think they're probably going to let him pick his own staff for the most part anyway, except Woodson. And I, I don't have any problem with them. If it was just some random guy they were like forcing on him, I, I would be like, what's going on here? But the fact that it's Mike Woodson who knows how to who knows how to coach here, I think it's a, a good move, and I think if they bring back Mike Miller, I wouldn't have any problem with that either. Yeah, I, I hope they do. <clears throat> so, and Tibbs also has a a relationship with Mike Miller, so I'm sure Tibbs would be fine with that too. But we'll see about that. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting uh, to see how that plays out. Um, yeah. I think that does it for us. This is episode 31 of the Hoops Addicts Anonymous podcast. Uh, just just doing a little bit of quick gambling stuff before we get into the restart. Uh, we're both pumped to watch games tonight for the first time since March um, when the NBA shut down. Um, you know, from Chip and I, you know, we, we hope everybody is, is doing well, excited for the restart. And we will talk to you guys next week. I believe we are going to have either a jazz um, or a Knicks podcast. We also, um, I'm very pumped to have a, a guy who's well-versed in analytics come on and, and talk to us. So I'm hoping that people who are listening are, 